Get ready to innovate and organize your workspace with Metro. As the industry leader in storage and distribution systems, Metro is here to transform and organize your kitchen. With their premium solutions, you'll experience the Metro difference. Metro's sturdy and versatile shelving units, workstations, holding cabinets, and utility carts are designed to streamline operations and maximize your productivity. Don't settle for imitators. Metro products last longer and offer unparalleled quality and durability. Plus, the many customization options ensure that your space is tailored to your unique needs. Hey, we use them here at Walk & Talk. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to order with Metro Shelving. Visit their website or contact them today to start designing your perfect space. Metro Shelving, your partner in organization and efficiency. Food fam, this is the Walk and Talk podcast, where you'll find the perfect blend of food, fun, and cooking knowledge. I'm your host, Carl Fiedini. Welcome to the number one food podcast in the country. We're recording on site at Ibis Images Studios, where food photography comes alive and I get to eat it. First things first, last week, uh, Walk and Talk contributor... Amy Drew Thompson uh, hang out with, uh, hung out with us at the studio, and we discussed the uh, Orlando Foodie Awards, plus an article that she wrote for the Orlando Sentinel, and that was about uh, an up-and-coming eatery called Over the Border Taqueria. If you're into the uh, Orlando food scene and tacos, go back and have a listen. Okay, so uh, what is a pork belly's favorite cuisine? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Swine dining, baby. If you didn't know, uh, on podcast production day, Jeff cooks up four dishes and John photographs them. And then I eat. It's perfect. Um, After that, we record a walk and talk podcast episode, which we're doing right now. So one of the dishes today is a chocolate rubbed chicharron encrusted pork belly taco. Wait until you see this dish. Thank you, Peninsula Food Service, for supplying the proteins for today's production. Chefs in the Central Florida area, Peninsula is the largest distributor of Creekstone Farms beef in the Southeast United States. You know what? Not only that, butcher staff, 25. They're there for you, okay? They're there to help solve your kitchen inconsistencies. Check out their dry age program, too. Our guest this week is agricultural advocate and founder of Florida Farm Finder, Jillian Childs. She is doing great things for the farming community, which affects us all. Stay tuned. It's going to be a banger. Jeff, pop the clutch and slam into pre-shift, baby. Get to the uh, dish explanations. Well, you didn't tell. Which which was your favorite? <sighs> Pineapple. That one? The yeah. last one, right? Yep. The El Pastor? Yep. John? <laughs> pork belly. The, the pork belly? Yeah, you like the picture of it, too. So yeah, this is the last week since um, Amy Drew came up and she was talking about it, uh, she kind of put it in the, the mindset. So I decided to do pork belly, uh, pork shoulder, carne asada with using flank steak, and then we did mole chicken, and everything was authentic. That's what I wanted to make sure I kept kept it authentic. When I make my mole, there's about 27 ingredients, and one of the things I really pride myself on doing is getting chocolate and actually fermenting my own chocolate itself. So it has I have the ability to you know, manipulate the chocolate to what I want as far as the flavor profile goes. And then it sat there, I marinated for 24 hours. The Al Pastor marinated for 24 hours without the pineapple in it. Because as most of you know, if you don't know, pineapple and papayas are a natural uh, meat tenderizer. And if you put that in and it goes too long, you have what's called mush or like mushad. It's really the texture doesn't go well, really well. Uh, so I kind of held that back, but when I cook the pork, you in the traditional way, you put the top and the bottom of the pineapple and then skewers, and then you fill in the, le- the, the meat as a sliced. What I did was I just took the um, whole shoulder and then encased it with that. Yeah, I'm doing it with my hands, and I'm not going to hit the which we call it. Don't, don't, don't worry. Not like last week. Um, but it r- really goes well with it is um, all the accoutrements that go along with it, the strawberry, the pickled strawberries, the... Uh, the coleslaw that I did two ways, we did a key lime one, we did a charred one. So I actually took the whole cabbage and I actually threw it on the charcoal 
So in the firebox. And what happens is the outside leaves char, but the inside encapsulates it and it steams the entire cabbage where it loosens it up and it cooks as steams. So you just peel off those couple top layers. Um, they were fantastic. It's going to give me another idea for some stuff in the future for when we're doing things. But the thing where I really went um, abstract is I researched online uh, pineapple glass, sliced thin pineapple, and you dehydrate that. And I use that as the actual taco shell. You know, someone somewhere out there in social media land is going to say, uh, what is that, fried? Right. Yeah, dehydrated. So it really, once you add the stuff to it, it's not like purposes for a restaurant setting because it's going to go really mush really quick because it's going to rehydrate, as John pointed out. But it's such an, what I was thinking of doing it, if I was going to do it in a restaurant setting, brulee it so it has that layer of sugar and then you caramelize it so that it actually hardens up. And that I think would work. I'm going to try that out. But um, I think my favorite today was the mole chicken. Just love the whole chicharrones or the chicken skin that I we dehydrated that as well with the layers of and the strawberries kind of took over. I mean, look, um, I went with the pineapple, okay, because it was different, very very different. So I enjoyed that. It was so close with the pork belly, though. I mean, I I mean, I would probably order pork belly, uh, you know, nineteen out of twenty times. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that we experienced that because I thought it was fantastic. Well, that's sweet water uh, coffee. That's what I use. The sweet water espresso that they sent me, not espresso, espresso, espresso. <laughs> so I did that on top of the chocolate. So I make my own, again, I make my own chocolate rub and then I threw the coffee on top. I think you've made Tina proud. I can't wait until she sees the photographs. Cause that bark, I mean, that was like Dino bark. And when we're talking bark, explain to the audience who may not know what you're talking about. And when you're talking about barbecue and you're doing a rub, that rub, the outside layer, the Mollard reaction, that's the crust that's developed. That's bark. When you have that with that smoke ring, like the one you're talking about, the pineapple, that al pastor, it looks, it's, I can't wait for people to sit there and be like, is that raw? Cause it's red and it has that bright red, like hue to that smoke ring. And that's what we're looking for when you do barbecue. Well, as usual, I'm happy. It's a happy day for me. And again, happy weight. It's weight. It's happy weight. It's smiles. Well, it's, it's, it's the pound sign with a smile. Well, here's the one thing, the pecan crumble. Yes. <laughs> there goes John. All right. So let me just, uh, actually, I want to, I want to uh, recast my vote. Just, uh, <laughs> I want a bag of that. All right. right? Keep, keep everything else. I just, you know, I love tacos, but you know what? I will, I will choose that. That oh, hundred. Explain what it is. It's what'd you do? Just basically, you would just think about when you're doing like um, a strudel or streusel on top of something. All it was was flour, butter, sugar, sugar, brown sugar, and, and granulated sugar, salt, and I use smoked salt and pecans. So I chopped some up, and then I whipped that in, and then I chopped like as it was going, and then I put more in and folded it in, so I have some crunch to it. And then all I did was bake it off until it got nice and crispy, and it melted like a cookie. And then you just break that apart and you put it on top of the pork belly. I don't know what to say. I mean, I mean, it's a, the, that to, to me, I can the texture and the flavors that that's my kind of like sweet. Oh, right there, that's a jam. Yeah, I mean, I do love chocolate, but that okay. Wait, but time out. As you're talking, so back in remember back way back when like eighty seven, eighty five, to- uh, toaster strudel. Oh yeah. Okay, can we make that with like bacon? inside oh yeah yeah let's do that that's easy yeah, well yeah. can we get back in a remix because i'd love to do the salisbury steak and yeah yeah we hungry man on. yeah hey listen <laughs> somebody asked me if i was going to do the cherry remember the cherry pie in that in the hungry man <laughs> john does i didn't like that i never liked that. i hated that yeah, i never that was, ate it because it said it tasted so it wasn't like, good manufactured yes that so somebody good. challenged me like hey you're gonna add that cherry pie in there and i'm like oh Okay. Are we, so as a group here, we're going back to uh, remix, right? Yeah. We're going to jump back into uh, rewind. Okay. Well, Which, uh, we oh, do oh, have that it. thing on the 6th and 7th well, of that's March. A different deal. But yeah. no, we, we can add like the flavor profile for that if you need to. Yeah, he's I, thinking. Maybe not. I don't know. Smoked um, blueberry mm, cobbler. Blueberry uh, listen, you can never go wrong with that. It's blueberry season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and especially because, you know, we had the birthday girl here, so I had to make sure. Stop it. I was going to do that. <laughs> man, you're always trying to, like, jump in in front of me. Man, I tell you what. Somebody's got to do it. It's like you're a bus, and, and I'm just walking out into oh. the street. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, like Jerome Bennis. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Except not. No. No. All right. So, uh, happy birthday, Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is amazing. Yes. Welcome to the uh, program. And uh, first of all, it is your birthday. It is, yeah. And uh, you got to have birthday tacos. I did. I am thrilled. I don't know how that came together. I don't know whether you guys knew that was my favorite food or what, but I was so excited to see that post this morning. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> what? Oh, who told you? It was meant know? to be. It was the moons, they're aligned. The stars. No, it's good. <laughs> um, all right. So welcome to the program. All right, so you do, you're doing some really really cool stuff, and and we got to meet um, in person at our farmers' craveable dinner event. Absolutely, and uh, you had a lot to say, which was wonderful. Thank you, Walwood, and I and I because I didn't know all of that. I know you, uh, Jeffrey and you had been talking, uh, communicating for quite a while, mm-hmm. and uh, and I know that he's posting a lot of you know questions and stuff we're doing here on your platform, and. Which is pretty amazing. You have what sixty thousand uh, in the group right now. We're looking about. We'll probably be at seventy by the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, that's phenomenal. Good mm-hmm. for you. Seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure specifically seventy thousand. Yeah, not seventy. Like you'll be there soon at seventy, like years <laughs> yeah, old. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, me yeah. and all my friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's fantastic. Can you can you take maybe thirty seconds um, and explain who you are, where you came from? And how you you got into uh, putting this together? Sure, absolutely. So uh, Florida Farm Finder originally was a small Facebook group that I created for my friends to uh, link people up with local produce because when everything went sideways in 2020 and the grocery store shut down, there were farmers tilling crops under and there were people standing in food bank lines all at the same time. And I was seeing those posts concurrently on Facebook and I was just shocked that we had such a disconnect between our food system and our consumers. And um, so, you know, all of these, as they started to figure out how to move all that product, a lot of it was distributed through a box or a produce box system. And people were popping up all over the place with produce stands everywhere. And I was like, okay, you know, let's get my friends in on that. We'll put all that information into a group. And I was just like, okay, you know, Polk County based, Lakeland based, something like that. And then we started to expand and bring more farmers in because I'd been part of the homesteading community for a while at that point. And I was also an admin for another large group that was purely homestead based. And it just grew and grew. And, and now we are statewide. We have, or we're approaching 70,000 members. We have farmers that are active within the community. Um, we are mostly consumer based. So people come in looking for food, but it also gives small producers the chance to get their name out there on a scale that they don't usually see on social media close to home. So it's, uh, we're, we're like a funnel and a uh, voice box all at the same time. It's an incredible resource. Yeah, I, I remember back in 2020, uh, I was in produce at the time, uh, distribution, right? And I recall having a full warehouse. And I also recall the, the you know, um, pickup trucks on the side of the road just trying to sell mountains of product, random stuff from cucumbers to, you know, everything, just all off of the back of their trucks. And I saw so much waste. And, you know, we were wasting everything. We couldn't distribute it anywhere. Yep. Uh, the restaurants had already shut down and everything. And it was just a mess. And um, anyway, good. Um, it's a blessing that you uh, folks like you do these sorts of things. So um, kudos there. Thank you. Yeah, and, you know, so the the Facebook page, you're getting a lot of activity, too. So you got 70,000 members, and that's that's mm-hmm. pretty pretty amazing. But you also have a pretty, pretty high rate of activity. Yes. Right. Our engagement is huge. We, um, we benefit in both directions because we have farmers come and bring new product in or a new page that pops up, whether they've got animals that they want to move or food product that they want to move. Um, we also have consumers coming saying, Hey, I'm looking for this in my County or I'm looking for this. Or, um, we get tourists who are from out of state and they're like, Hey, I'm traveling to Florida next week. Where can I go if I want to get local? That was something I never anticipated. 
Um, we get market owners who are looking for new product to fill up their uh, fill up their shelves with different things, or they they lose a producer and they need to fill that gap. So they come to us and they pull in you know all sorts of new customers, which is great, and then they find producers to get connected with at the same time. So it's just. You know, it's like a big cycle that the constant engagement we get, I call them ISO, but ISO in search of posts every day, new posts, probably anywhere from 30 to 120 in a day, just people looking for food. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you find it, um, how often are you getting direct messages not as much. Thankfully, the group kind of funnels that. So it's more of a hive mind than me constantly answering questions. But I do my, my business page, Florida Farm Finder. I also constantly respond to those kinds of requests, but it's not as much. Thankfully, the group kind of uh, handles that for me. What plans or what sort of plans do you have uh, to increase the advocacy effort? Like how do you how do you expand from where you are right now. What do you, what's, do you have something coming up? Do you have anything in the works? Huge. Yeah, actually, um, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my LLC was recently dissolved, but that is only because we are looking to become a nonprofit this year. And I'm looking to switch into that gear so that I can take advantage of promotional grants and, and money sources, outside sources, um, bigger partnerships with other large producers and, uh, groups like the, uh, let's say the um, walk and talk podcast, <laughs> like the walk and talk podcast. Yes. But okay. also other advocate okay. industries and that sort of thing. So being able to connect to those resources and take, be a part of that. Um, I'm looking to expand and do more farm tours and actually get out and meet the producers and show people more of that content this year. Um, we have more events every year. I don't know if you guys are familiar with our Meet Florida Meet event, but we do an annual event where we bring people in from all over the state where you can come in and order a cooler full of beef, which is something that people don't always get to take advantage of here in Florida. It's definitely not on the menu when you move here. And uh, so we like to bring that experience to people and we're looking to build our, our event schedule. Uh, we've got a lot going on. It's, it's growing way too fast. <laughs> it was funny. She mentioned the meat when we, when I went on to that um, page to find out about farmers and doing an event, uh, the last time I did, it was 67 responses for me. Mm-hmm. And the last response was, I have emu. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what? So I, I thought that was just... Let's do it. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's things out there that... And that's one of the things I love about her page is that it's introducing people to a revenue stream that they never knew of. Absolutely. Side note, and I think... I don't know if you sent it to me too, but I, I'd seen it prior, but Culinary Gangsters. You know, the, yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a cool page. Uh, there, was, there was a picture of this dish with the alligator arm in it. Yeah. Right? I got it sent to me. Yeah. I don't know if it was maybe you or Pooch or something. Some, I, I, yeah. I think it was Pooch. It was like, name the dish. I'm like, uh, no. But it was literally just a gator arm. Like, like the, the, yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was more of a gag picture. I have I don't no know. idea, bro. <laughs> it's just not me. But I, I'm all for it. Let's, let's, let's go. You Nothing know, let's make it happen. Me. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, there's, as long as we're utilizing the product, I don't care what we're doing right. with it. You Nose know? to tail. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. Have you had any difficulties? with with your messaging or with with folks understanding what it is that you do experience the perfect blend of culinary delights entertainment and education on the number one food podcast in the country walk and talk podcast join host carl fiadini and the amazing chef jeffrey schlissel feed your appetite find this podcast on apple and spotify Yeah, it's been kind of an interesting battle finding my way because I, you know, I grew up with more of a childlike innocence around agriculture. I grew up on nine acres in upstate New York. So we raised chickens and we grew our own crops and we fed our own family. And then I moved to Palm Beach County, which has an amazing agricultural history west of the city, but there's really not much within city limits. So I became a beach rat and I didn't take advantage of FFA or 4-H. I didn't get kind of moved into those pipelines. So I don't have those kinds kinds of industry connections. So um, farmers are kind of a naturally suspicious kind of person. So they 
don't always look at somebody who's saying, hey, I'm going to help you and it's free. You know, they're not like, let's jump on that. You're so, from the government? Exactly. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I, people think I'm some sort of a secret Facebook ninja from the government. But um, it's it's helping. I am getting my message out there. Um, and consumers are also a little bit confused as to what exactly we offer because we have such a huge base and people kind of come in and say, okay, you're going to get me connected with everything and this is going to change my life and it's going to be so easy. But they don't always understand what it takes to switch from regular grocery shopping to shopping farm direct. So they need a little bit more guidance and a little, I need a little more patience <laughs> when it comes to getting that point across. But um, it's, we're blending, you know, we're really bringing everybody together and it's, uh, we're all growing at the same pace, I think. Yeah. I think last week I, I mentioned Daniel Ramos, who's a chef and he got out of the kitchens and he started doing his own farming, Red Splendor Farms. And he's doing mostly herbs because that's what he can produce on the two acres he's got. Mm -hmm. One of the things he and I were talking about is the disconnect between the chef, the restaurant and the farmer. Mm -hmm. Because if you're talking about an independent, I don't like to say small farmer, I'd rather say independent farmers. It's d difficult for them to have the logistics from, let's say, Mount Air or or Mount Dora, sorry, or or the uh, Swank Farms to actually go from where they are in Lotsahatchee mm -hmm. to, let's say, Palm Beach Island. Right. You know, and this the problem is a lot of the chefs, they're, they're like, I can't get out of my kitchen. Right. No, you can. You just have to make the effort to get out of the kitchen. If you really want to do sustainable, you really want to do farm to table or fork to table, get out of your kitchen. Go meet the farmer. That is and then where your we group struggle. is, yeah. That is absolutely where we struggle the most. Convincing people to make the drive to meet farmers on their terms when they've been so conditioned to go to Publix five minutes away for the last 30 years or so. It's it's tough. It's a hard thing to get across, but we're, we're getting there. We're providing more access to those farms and providing more information for the consumer so that they can make those kinds of decisions and, and figure out where they want to go and where they want to invest their time and money. Well, the farmer, the farm's also difficult too, because they're packing, like we had Amy Yee on and she brought us a 50 pound box of Shanghai choy. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm not a Chinese restaurant and I'm like, I want to feature that 20, 55, 50 pounds of that is like, whoa, what am I going to do with this? Mm -hmm. So there's also got to be the balance between the farmer and what the needs are from the restaurants to pack. Because if you're going to go to a market, it's a lot difficult to like stock the market because they have to have year round 365 days and then they want a certain price where if you're producing for a chef, they can do that that way. Well, of course. And a lot of people don't understand that there's a big difference between what you buy at the grocery store and what you get at the farmer's market because of subsidies and costs for inputs and fertilizer at a small scale is much more expensive than someone who's doing acres and acres of the same product all day long. So a lot of people come into this thinking, oh, it's local, so it's going to be way cheaper. This is going to be great. And then they get to the farmer's market and they're like, I can't do this every week. Well, aren't there buying co-ops, though, where everybody gets together and kind of pools? Absolutely, yeah. And you can benefit from those types of community-supported uh, agriculture ag operations and uh, buying groups are a huge, a huge benefit. Um, but they, again, you still run into the same thing. People kind of think that they're going to get grapes year round and they're going to get <laughs> strawberries year round. Yeah, well that's, but that's all of our job in this, in this industry to educate. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Are we, are we going to be allowed, are you going to allow us to connect you with chefs in the areas that you're you know promoting in Florida? Oh, absolutely. Send them to me. Well, because that's, so that was one of our, uh, that was a thing that we're doing. We hadn't really, um, had time to execute. There's been so many, move, so many moving parts in, in our journey here. Mm -hmm. And, um, but originally that's one of the things we wanted to do is, is take the farm and take the chef and put them together, you know, because at the end of the day you have, um, you know, everything comes in a box now or a bag and, you know, which is fine. We, we need that. It's, it's a necessity, but what is also a necessity is, support your, your, uh, your local farm or farmer in Florida. I mean, I really don't care where you live. You're really no more than 30, 40 minutes away from some farm somewhere. You know, even if you're in the dead center of the city, you're not that far from where they're growing stuff. Absolutely. No, right? there's new, there's new product and new farmers popping up all the time. You know, uh, 2020 was a huge spur for, smaller operations becoming a thing. And it seems like every day I, I still find new farms all the time. People are like, Oh, Jillian, you found every farm in the state. No, there's new operations that pop up every single day that I see. It's, it's huge. 
What's the uh, what is the average size or you know average size of a of a farm? Well, it really kind of depends. We have you know smaller producers who operate under. Uh, hold on one second. I'm sorry, guys. Hi, this is Carl. You're live. <laughs> <laughs> I hit do not disturb, but unfortunately, my husband breaks through that. I'm gonna turn it off. Oh, I thought it might have been my wife calling you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, honey. There we go. Let's turn that <laughs> off. There we go. Okay. All right. So after that brief intermission, um, <laughs> so the average size of uh, of a farm is what that one guy. Yeah, but is that like acreage, like half an acre? Uh, an acre? It could be anything. It could be somebody growing out of their backyard. It could be somebody who's 5, 10, 15, 20 acres. I don't usually think about it in terms of size because our product, you know, they're going to get you the products going to the market at the same scale either way. Um, it's, it's usually one guy. It's usually one guy and his wife or one guy and his family. The, the size of the operation is historically very, very tiny. So it doesn't matter how many acres you farm, it's still going to be just a handful of people, you know? And for me, size doesn't really matter. I'm more concerned about connecting with the farmer themselves rather than how many acres they grow or how much crop they can provide. Because when you're going to market and you see it on the shelf, it's, all the same, that same little box of product, whether they'd grow 20 acres of it or one acre of it, they're still there and you can still purchase from them. Oh. Uh, the difference really is in, in the passion they have for raising the, either whatever the product is. Mm-hmm. Like you really, like we talked about it, like the binkies, tomatoes, they're gassed. So mm-hmm. when you get a vine ripened or ripe tomato from the farmer, you know the difference. It I don't know it. how, I don't, I, I get it. I, I get who would be purchasing a gas tomato, but man, when, when I see, when I go to a restaurant that's higher end or even mediocre middle of the road restaurant and they're using gas tomatoes, it just says so much about that kitchen, their entire ingredient list. Um, and ultimately it's going to show on their service. Like I I just have 0.0 respect for gas tomatoes. They're terrible. They are. And the grocery store tomato debate comes up constantly in group. Where can I find tomatoes like my grandmother grew is just a post that I see all of the time. New Jersey. Back back in back in (laughs) 1957, like like something like that. That's Mm -hmm. where you're going to find. That's really well, and that's but that's the difference. Back then, we were farming in a community. We we're farming in our own land in our backyards, and that was the huge difference. When we went to the industrial shopping that we're doing now, they got to fill whatever needs they do. Like I told you when I walked in, I'm like, man, I missed the citrus, uh, tangerine, uh, juicy crunch. I'm like, noble. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just went out. I went to Publix. I'm like, hey, guys, nope, we're out. They're all out. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's also the thing, you know, you're talking about how many acres that you want to produce upon and it's, you know, if you've got 20 acres of tomatoes, how are you going to keep them? You have to gas them. You have to keep them chilled. You have to do that. If you've got 20 acres of tomatoes, if you've only got one acre of tomatoes, then you're not, you're not, you're going to move that crop a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. But there needs to be analysis there. You you need to go like, you got to grow. I know that a lot of it is like voodoo math, right? You know, well, what's going to be my demand for next year? You know, and then you got to buy your seed and do all this stuff, you know, ahead of time to make sure you're prepared for the, I get it, but don't overdo it. You know, why, if you're going to, if you're going to grow 20 acres and you're going to, you know, have to gas it because you're going to dump, you know, three quarters of it, then don't grow that much. I mean, what do you do? Because gas, because they're not good. They taste like chlorine. Yeah. It's horrible. And I should, you know, I don't mean to, to speak poorly about it. I mean, you know, they're, they're good for institution, uh, institutional sort of applications. It is what it is, you know. Well, that's why probably half the country that were population is like, I don't like tomatoes. Well, you don't like tomatoes because you don't really know what they taste like. Right. You know, until you start growing your own food and have that passion for You know what my favorite tomatoes were? You're going to probably give me crap for this, but like a Campari tomato. No, mm. they're not that bad. I love them. I can eat those like an apple. So I, I've got, I went to Mary's uh, Heirloom Seeds is okay. out of Texas. She was from Florida. I know Mary. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've got, of course you do. <laughs> I've got like four different varieties of tomatoes growing. I showed John the picture. I'm like, I don't have a, a tomato vine. I have a tomato tree. Oh yeah. It's like a sequoia. The, they're the, the, the Just the stalk on it is huge. But I can't wait because now they're finally growing. I can't wait to taste the difference because when the cucumbers came in, Tasting a cucumber that you grow yourself compared to the, what you get at Publix or Sprouts or wherever you're getting your food from, it doesn't taste like water. 
It actually tastes like cucumbers. I was just going to say water, yeah, yeah, especially with cucumbers. Yeah, you get the the flavor, the warmth of it. You get a much more diverse flavor profile from something, especially with the pride that comes along with growing your own. It's it's a huge difference, absolutely. Are you growing anything yourself these days? Or? I did, yeah, in our previous location. So I used to live in Winter Haven, a little bit north of here, and uh, I grew a lot of our own food. We raised uh, poultry in the winters. We did uh, meat rabbits for a good long while. And, uh, rabbits. Oh, we yeah. should do that. We haven't, we haven't done rabbits. Oh, house and Foster. Yeah. yeah, man. So you were out by Noble. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah nobles yep. and uh, Nobles. nobles how many acres was Nobles? Oh, uh, I forgot. 40. 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marvin's is 40. Yep. So the big farms I know is like R.C. Hayden, Paul, okay. yep. and then Charlie, and then DeVista. Those are the only two big ones I know for tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Everything else I know is like when I got on, like when I started working with Swank, I didn't realize they were literally six miles from my home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Six miles. And there it was. A funny story of uh, uh, being in a hotel. GM comes walking around. He's from the CIA, Culinary Institute of America. He's like, chef, the, the, your produce, it's hot. It's out on the table. How long has it been on the table? I'm like, oh, just got here. Why is it hot? Because it was just picked at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right, it wasn't refrigerated. <laughs> He's like, uh, what? I'm like, yeah, it was picked at 2 o'clock this afternoon. It just got here at 6. Mm-hmm. It's You can't get fresher than that. That's the difference. It wasn't sitting in a cooler for multiple days. You don't have to calculate that into your product, You know, your timing, your transportation. It's, it's moving miles rather than hundreds of miles. You know what was a great farm down there was Paradise. Remember that? Uh, Paradise? I don't know. Where was that? Yeah, where was that? In Miami. I forget what her name is. Um, It was a terrific farm, maybe 20 acres. And she would have these dinners, all the, I mean, like the chefiest of the chefs, best of the best down south, all did dinners at her place. And it was amazing. Her property was awesome. And she was doing this agro-tourism thing like 20 years ago. Um, And she would employ people and actually have them live right there on the, like she would give them free, uh, free room and board. It's really cool. And I just, I wish I remember her name. It was a great outfit. I'm surprised you didn't know. No shame on you. Yeah, I know. Shame and a pox. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. So how, how are we going to work together? Jillian? I mean, if you guys have people who are looking for food, I've, I've got this group of people that they can make a post in and they can, you know, get connected with locals in their area so that the food does not have to travel millions of miles. And I should specify not to, you know, rag on large scale producers because there are plenty of large scale producers, but our focus primarily is to offer a farm direct product. You know, it's not a, um, I'm not looking for that middleman. And while I'm you know, go to your local produce stands, get it from them. That's still a less, less of a distance. You're not worried about that whole transport and cooling and gassing and ripening. Um, so if you're looking for, we're looking for farm direct product. And if that is what you are looking for, then please join Florida farm finder. Small farms are kind of a big deal. Make a post in my group, introduce yourself, tell me what you're looking for. And I am happy to send farmers. We can make recommendations, you know, even for the people who don't participate in group, we can still point you in the right direction. Even the farmers do it though. The farmers will jump on it and they'll see it and tag people in. Oh, you want that? And they know the farmer and they Evans farm or love farm or cause you, did did you ever meet the farmers that were there at our dinner? Have you ever met them before? I did not not know. Unfortunately, I don't get out enough to meet everybody, but I've met a couple and I was thrilled to finally meet Vicky and Amy in person because we'd spent a lot of time on the internet together. Those two are angels. They are fantastic. I love both of them. Yeah. And Marvin. You can't. And Marvin. Marvin He was amazing. He's such a trip. He's so great. He's so great. He was so funny. We walked out, you know, Luke and I pulled up to the event. You were were late because you had to get, you were doing your job. Your your normal job. My day job, right? (laughs) And he walked out and guided us in. And then I'm like, hey, this guy brought us. Oh, he's the farmer. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) It's so nice to meet you. (laughs) Have you, do you ever run into situations where you have to remove somebody from the group, a farmer? Attention chefs and food buyers. Are you looking to improve your proteins program with quality and service by the best in the beef business? Reach out to Peninsula Food Service. With 25 butchers on staff, their services will dazzle you and impress your dining guests. Peninsula is the largest Creekstone farm distributor in the Southeast United States. Let the gang at Peninsula Food Service cut your beef burdens away 
and ask about their dry-aged program. Look them up at PeninsulaFood.com. Occasionally, we run into a situation where somebody might be not as welcoming to our consumer base. I frequently encourage people to not make jokes about country and city folk in our group because that's not the kind of welcoming atmosphere that we run into. So sometimes we run into that kind of stuff where, oh, you know, you guys don't know anything about what's going on, and which is true, but we're here to educate. So if I run into somebody who needs to be banned, usually it's just some guy from Nigeria trying to sell something like Taylor Swift tickets. And I don't usually have to. We don't run into a lot of controversy and drama, thankfully. Can you, can you get me a deal? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> I know several people I can direct you to, but, you know, at your own risk. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that you were coming on the show today and I was reading reports. I have quick reads and mm-hmm. stuff. And there was one article about farmers and who's buying up farming land. Oh, yes. Oh, and yeah. it was ironic that that was something that we talked about at the Craveable Dinner. Yeah, it's a huge deal right now. And, uh, and who is it? Uh, number one is China. Number two, it's a billionaire China uh, in, in citizen. And then the other one is Canada, 31%. 31% of the farmland. And that, to me, is the national That's security problem. The, the investment bankers. Yep. Investment bankers are buying up the properties, and it's making it harder for individuals that want to do that. To me, that's a national security problem. Absolutely. And if we don't know where we're going to get our food, and we have to rely upon another country. Truth, truth be told, you know, everybody should be growing something in their yard, you know, even if it's a small yard. And I'm, you know, shame on me, right? Because I don't. But I'd like to, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely somebody that could be... He's, he's the one to my right. Silent John's the one that got me to grow. I know. He had those two little, what are those things called? The, the raised beds. Right? Raised beds? Yeah, raised beds. Well, no, they were cattle feeders, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Oh. Well, no? It, they look like yeah, that's what they look like. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm growing basil. I'm growing it. I'm like, well, let me go home and do this. So I have a four foot by six foot. So if I could do it. I don't want to hear that if I can do it. <laughs> What's Just that? saying, if I can do it, you could do it. Well, but that's the thing. If you can't well, that's not do true. it, I got somebody, you know? Right, that's true. If you true. can't do it, I got somebody. If you don't have the yard, She knows a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> I got somebody to combine. Who is this? Who, 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 who is this person or people? So it's, honestly, it could be some guy who's trying, who grew way too many collards. Honestly, our scale is from zero to 100. It could be somebody who grew too many collards and they need to get rid of that crop before it goes bad. It could be a guy whose pig had way too many piglets and they're trying to get rid of a couple so that they don't have many mouths to feed. What'd you call me? (laughs) They do a lot of selling too, like to other farmers too, right? Like, hey, I've got a Berkshire I need to sell off or whatever. Or they'll do, um, who wants to get invested in a half? Because I follow it all the time. You want to split shares? Yeah, split shares. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. It could be a rancher who's got, you know, 800 head who's looking to, they finally got a butcher date and they are ready to move product and they post in group and they move all their beef. Uh, There's no... That's pretty amazing. You know, so I come from, you know, I was in pro, like I said, distribution, right? On the sales part of that, you know, I did some operations, whatever. But the reality is what you just explained is amazing Mm -hmm. because it's it's direct and it doesn't seem that there's any uh, interference. And, uh, you know, the Facebook doesn't like they don't try to. The block, they don't, you don't get like suppressed or some well, kind of. Well, not that I've seen. I've never been, you know, so-called throttled. shadow banned or anything like that. At least nothing that I can tell. Um, we do kind of skirt around issues when it comes to selling live animals because Facebook is a huge um, opponent of selling live animals using their product, which is understandable. Um, but one way we get around that is we have farmers who have actual business pages post that content on their page. So they get the credit for the post and then share that information into our group. So that way I don't get the ding cause I don't want the ding. <laughs> um, but honestly, if it's a food product, Facebook does not seem to give us a lot of issues with it. And we make sure that the posts are communicated as such because that's important. We're not looking, I don't want to be buried in rescue animals. You know, mm-hmm. uh, here's my free chickens. I don't, I don't want that. I want you guys to come and bring food to the table and then, you know, get that out there. We are farm direct food group focused. How many admins do you have? In 19. Your group? 19 admins. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, I have five admin admins who are at my level and can kick anybody. And then I have several moderators who just constantly watch the group because we have so much engagement and so much content all the time. That is really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so obviously what we do, we're very much tied into social media, mm-hmm. but our, our audience isn't necessarily from the social media, mm-hmm. right? You know, we're, we've got a pretty, you know, our stats are pretty, pretty strong. We're doing anywhere from, you know, 20,000 to 50,000 uh, downloads a week. Wow. Which, which in the, po- yeah. So like if you went to YouTube or something like that and you're like, man, eh, that's not so big deal for some of these people. Right. But for a podcast, that's tremendous. Oh yeah. And so when you're telling me the stuff that you're saying, and that's like on, on the social media platform itself, mm-hmm. which is for me, like, um, I don't know. It's some sort of a, it reminds me of quicksand uh, from any television show from like the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. you know, like everything is going to be quicksand. Well, that's social media for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it takes a lot of effort to get any sort of traction and you always feel like, I feel like we're doing cool stuff. What the hell is holding us back? Right. You know? Um, so the fact that you are seeing that sort of um, momentum and, and success, a million blessings to you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. It's been four years of building that out. And originally it was just me posting for a solid year and a half, almost two years. It was just me sharing content from farms into the group. And then at some point people were like, oh, wow, I can really use this. Okay. She appears to be legitimate. Let's go ahead and and post and now it's it just doesn't stop. We probably get I, I like to calculate it by the number of eyeballs. So the number of views on our content right now is between two hundred two point five to three million eyeballs on our content every year. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's huge. But she's selling a commodity that's wanted. You know, yes. that's the that's the There's heavy demand. There, you like when somebody goes, hey, I'm moving here to the area and I'm looking for X, Y, Z. Then you literally see. 25 responses that because those farmers are out there linked up to their phone and they could be out in the field and be like, I got it. I got you covered, you know, and, and then they meet other farmers that way too. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it was, it's not just farmers selling their product. It's markets looking for product. You know, that's my favorite, most unexpected blessing from this entire operation is the collaborations that I see, you know, I'll see somebody be like, Hey, I'm looking for X, Y, Z product. And then, uh, you know, three or four weeks later, I'll see, you know, XYZ product at such and such market and this market and that market. We're expanding. We're moving into this new county. It's it's huge, you know, and that was I think I think you need a jingle something like, uh, you know, <laughs> she does. She has. It's, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, you, yeah. No, it, it's <laughs> kind of a big deal. It is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's I, one of her taglines. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I. Yes, obviously, uh, my humorous um, dad jokes. Yeah, no, it wasn't it? Was remember, remember the remember the yes, uh, far, what was it? Farmer uh, farmers only dot com. <laughs> yeah, we had that conversation. Yeah, we had a conversation. I forgot who it was. But now it's now was, it's, was it Kylie here? But now it's apropos because yeah. you have you know uh, Florida. You know, no, Florida you don't want to get mixed it's up. It's funny. That. No, yeah. Anyway, all right, yeah. she doesn't want to get mixed up in that. <laughs> Scratch that. Okay, okay, okay. Man, you guys are boring. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm looking at the website, um, and uh, and we're we're on the front page, you know, from the uh, Cravable uh, Farmers Dinner. That's thanks to her and her site. That's how we were able to put that on. I know. It's seriously, mm-hmm. yeah, true story. Yeah. True story. Yeah, it's a real thing. Happy birthday again. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I'm she bad. ate mushrooms. I and I ate mushrooms. And avocado today. And oh. peyote. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, no, but uh, the, the, I'm glad she chose the picture that we're all making the funny faces. Oh, yeah. That's a great picture. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Of course. <laughs> I'm the only one that... Re- I'm really the only one that made the funny face. I was too tired. <laughs> it, was, it was at the end of the night, I think, right? Wasn't it? At the it end was. Of the night? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. You look like you were holding tears in. <laughs> That was pain. Because Might have been the bourbon. You were, you, no, it wasn't bourbon. You, you force yourself to stand up straight, yes, and then the tears, the tears came. Tears, yes, yeah, exactly. I, I, understand. I understand. So speaking of website, mm-hmm. what do, how do people find you? 
everywhere. I am on all forms of social media. You can find me as Florida Farm Finder on almost everything. LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm the Florida Farm Finder. You can find me there or website, floridafarmfinder.com. Right now, I have a really cool thing since we are at the peak of strawberry season. If you're looking for a U-pick close to you, you can come and check out the website and you can search my list of counties. I went through and found every farm that I could that's offering U-pick this season. So and you're doing all the, you're doing all your own uh, analysis and... Uh I limit myself when it comes to lists. Everybody loves lists and spreadsheets, but I don't want to be responsible for the data involved. So in this case, I took a quick scroll through all of my available information and made a list of the strawberry producers that are offering you pick this year. And that was a, a one-time only offer. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And and are you, are you doing like, what are you doing other then the not that it's uh, I'm not diluting it. Mm-hmm. You have the the group. Mm-hmm. How what else are you doing with the group? How are you how are you getting Right now I'm just building. Honestly, I'm just connecting people with people and um I'm looking forward to more events. Obviously, events are a huge thing for You us. noticed she looked at us right. There was a direct like mm-hmm. re- the little red like yeah, laser right. laser. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, guys, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Did you hear about this fog group farmers Ford organic? organic? Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you going to that in Tampa? I have a meeting on I think the one of the um first Lana or is, yep. I'm friends with Lana. We'll be, I'll be, we have a meeting on Monday. I'm going to be there for the virtual meeting. Hmm. Yeah. They were mentioning they're going to be in a, sometime in April and they wanted to do a farm dinner. Oh yeah. So Ooh. there you go. Yeah. Wink, wink. We nod, get back nod. to that. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got some counter fell off the back of the truck. No, totally kidding. Um, yeah, man, that sounds cool. But let's, uh, you know, we got to have some off air, uh, convo. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I mean, what better way to put people together than having a dinner with the farmers there? And that was what was great because they were so active at what? You know, like we had that mixer. Remember we did the mixer? uh, Uh, Sally Mar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what we need to do is have another mixer. Just invite all the farmers. Well, you got to get them That's off the a tractor. Lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And you got to well, have it early because they go to bed like at what? Like Marvin goes to bed at six and gets up at two. But so do I. Sorry. Right. I'm on the same schedule. That's we can true. work that out. No, but, so, but listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Um, we can actually do this by region. You know, it's like, we'll do a mixer, but let's do a mixer for the, you know, central Florida area. We'll do a mixer for the uh, Northeast, the South, Southwest, whatever. We can, we can, we can actually put a schedule of mixers on. I actually, as I'm talking, and I don't want to spill all the beans that I'm that I'm seeing. Like I'm that meme right now, and all the math um, formulas, like just so you're just seeing the matrix. See the gears, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what? not gears. It's smoke. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely uh, unoiled pistons. Yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> grinding. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of grinding. Um, I have some good ideas. We're going to talk off air as soon as we. Uh, yeah. That's my favorite part about this, though. I kind of fell into this gig. I was not into... I mean, I was just going to start a group to connect people with produce in Polk County, and I now mean, here I am. Hello. Do you, do I know. you see what we're doing here? Like, I know. I fell into it. So every, yeah. anything that comes my way, I am open to and willing to explore. And that's probably been my favorite part. So is this, a, this is a labor of love? Are you finding a way to... to you know, monetize, make a little... Yeah, no, I don't I hate the word monetize, man. Too. That's so... It's such a cringe word to me. You know, I have but, a day job, you know, I pay my bills. I'm not too worried about it. I do have a very dedicated Patreon following that supports what we do and um, helps keep my internet bills to a minimum and helps support my website costs. Um, people see, hold on. Oh, yeah, no. People see what we're doing and everybody's like, wow, I want to be, I want to be you guys. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to be her. <laughs> Patreon. Good for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't want to pay the website fee every month, but I need the website to keep the information updated and it helps. Hey, by the way, Fiona, thank you for the coffee every month. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Because there's a one. One. Yeah. It's amazing. We do have a lot of activity, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, I guess they look at John and they're like, they don't need our three bucks. You know what I mean? Like That's it. That's how that works. I don't know. You know, look at the face. <laughs> but that's also something, you know, I, I, I get the most of my financial support is from farmers who directly benefit. I will be 100% honest with you there. A lot of my Patreons are farmers who have said, oh my God, this really does a thing. Thank you so much. Here you go. You know, five, ten, ten dollars a month. That's awesome. Consumers, not so much, but they benefit 
a little less, I would like to say, I guess, from the from the organization. But Stingy consumers. No, actually, I, get the, I have to I disagree them. because I, I think if if once they taste the food and mm-hmm. the difference what they're getting from the farmer than the, the shopping center, mm-hmm. they can taste the difference. And I think they should actually, you know, throw like, you know, we talked about deflation, about all that. They should throw something towards you because you're the conduit. Right, that's your. They're giving it to them, so they take dollars. advantage of it. Yeah, I, I want their dollars to go to the farmers. Yeah, honestly. and that's that's the. But again, that's getting back to you roundabout mm-hmm. way. It's the farmer giving it back to you. Exactly, it comes back to me eventually. And honestly, you know, people sharing the content and engaging in the group and participating and not causing drama. That's that's enough for me. I do have a handful of very very dedicated consumers who have supported me since the very beginning. Shout out to my good friend Lisa, who has been my eldest Patreon for forever, and you know. There's a couple of people in there who have supported me and show up to my events. Um, but, you know, it's we're just trying to. Are you talking about Lisa G? That's her. Yeah. She's right there at the yeah, top, right. isn't she? <laughs> Look at the website. She's right there. Lisa I love G. Lisa. Hey, probably... Le- hey, wait a minute. Hold on. Lisa, it's a special. Lisa G, it's a yeah. special shout out from the Walk and Talk uh, podcast and cast of this podcast. You're doing a great job. She really is. Yeah. Every time, every time I feel like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, but. But Lisa would be so sad. (laughs) I I think we need to kind of pick the brains of the chefs out there and be like, how do they get involved in it? And it's simple. Just join your group and figure it out. It's just that simple. It It really is. Yeah. It seems like there's, there's already a platform there. It's there already. Mm -hmm. You you plug in your uh, zip code or whatever. You don't even need to. You can be like, I'm a chef at XYZ and I want to know the farms. And guess what? The farmers themselves will be like, ding, 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 ding. And they'll, they'll answer you right then and there where they deliver. It's also a database. Yeah. It's also, a database because you got there's a search button at the top of the Facebook app and you can type in your county and everything that I found from the last four years shows up. You can hit most recent so that you can look at local stuff that's you know within the last couple of months or so. But I mean it's it's not just you know a lot of people come in they search for stuff and then they walk away from it you know and and a lot of people come in they search for stuff they engage they meet their farmer they learn about it they follow the pages closest to them and then I become irrelevant but they still want to be a part of the conversation and they want to see more people coming in you know so it's it's a huge it is a platform absolutely but it's more of a it's a community we are building community around farm direct food in Florida that's what we're doing well, I am very happy that we got to meet, number one. Number two, glad you came out here. Absolutely. We got to spend your birthday together. Happy Thank birthday you. again. Thank you. Yes. Right? Um, tacos. Birthday tacos. But yeah. And, I, you know, it, it seemed to me that, uh, you know, that my, my swine. Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't work. No? No. No. That was a total dad joke. That was an awesome Awesome. You know what? If you guys are listening to this, comment to him when he posts this on the social media. Tell him if he liked it or not. That's Pork Belly's that. favorite cuisine, swine dining. Uh, Come on, man. That's this is this is like uh, this is comedic gold. What How about t- belly rubs? Uh, I mean, I'm laying my back. All right. So, um, <laughs> Peninsula Food Service, thanks again for providing the meats for this production. We love you, John. You, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> next week. Next week. Um, hey guys, check us out on the uh, on the handles, all the uh, the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the LinkedIn's. Chefs, talk to us. Yeah, John's giving me the thing. Hey, we <laughs> are out. Let me tell you about my friends over at Citrus America and their amazing juicing equipment. They're revolutionizing the way you enjoy freshly squeezed juice. They're at the best hotels, restaurants, and markets. Their mission is simple. Develop a unique consumer experience with on-premise juicing. Deliver healthy taste options to clientele and juice more faster. It's that easy. Citrus America supplies the highest quality juicing equipment and solutions in the industry. So whether you're a small business owner or a large corporation, Citrus America has the right juicing equipment for you. Find out more at citrusamerica.com.